Well, hey there. Welcome to the Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, your fellow Jesus follower who very much wants to grow in my prayer life and encourage others in their prayer lives too. Here on the Prayer Podcast, we learn what the Bible has to say about prayer, and then we apply it by actually praying. It's my privilege to join you on this prayer journey. Now, let's get to praying. Well, hey there, hello to you today. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of The Prayer Podcast with me, Jan L. Burt. So glad that you're here today. And hey, you know, today I'm going to read a passage from the book of Psalms. I think most of us have prayed the Psalms at one point or another. And you know what's interesting? Even if we can't say that we have like actually tangibly opened up our Bible and prayed through one particular Psalm or another, when we read the Psalms, we usually can find that there are points in there. Uh, maybe just a verse or two here and there, maybe way more than just a verse or two, where we can say, oh, I can relate to that. I have cried out to the Lord almost the exact same thing. I've used those words. I've prayed like that. So one way or another, I feel like most followers of the Lord have definitely prayed the Psalms one way or another. Today, I'm going to read to you Psalm 2, not Psalm 1, which is a beautiful, powerful Psalm, but Psalm 2. And I'm going to read the entirety of this Psalm, just 12 verses, from the New Living Translation, and then I am going to pray for you, for us, for the Big C Global Church, and for us individually, based on Psalm 2. It is a powerful book of the Bible because it just reminds us of who God is in really beautiful, glorious ways. And it's good for us to pause, to take pause and remember who This God is the one whose name we bear as Christians, the one who we are ambassadors on behalf of. You know, this world is not really our home. We're citizens of heaven. We're just representing him here on this planet in the rest of our time here on earth. It's good to remember who it is we're representing, whose name we bear. Ephesians says we have a mark of the Holy Spirit on us that I believe is seen in the in the spiritual realm. It's visible there, even if it's not really visible like to the naked eye. I can't look at somebody and see a physical mark on them, but we're marked. The Spirit of God is uh, like our first deposit, guaranteeing all that is to come. So we represent him. We really, truly do. And it's easy to get so busy in our day-to-day stuff that we forget we represent him. But I have to be honest, the way that things are in the world right now, I feel like so many of us are more awake to things on a spiritual level than we have been in a long time or maybe ever. The last three years have been a rocky ride. I think we can all agree on that. I also think that since 2020, it's pretty hard to surprise us. I know at one point my husband said, um, I mentioned him, I said, I, did you hear the news? And he said, you know, I got to be honest. I don't think anything would surprise me that that will come out of your mouth following that question. Did you hear the news? Like he said, a Balrog could be standing behind the the podium with the presidential seal on it. And I wouldn't be like surprised to hear a speech from a Balrog at this point, because it's just like, meh, seems about right. And he was joking, but not joking. And I think you can probably relate to that. Things have been wild. I got to tell you, they're not going to get any less wild. They're just not. 
that's not the way this world is right now. And I know some people are really big on, oh, when it gets back to normal, when things settle down, when. But as I read my Bible and I see things in the news like Egypt is saying, no problem, we'll pour out millions, and they don't mean millions of dollars, they mean millions of their own people in a war that comes to that, and it's coming to that. When you have Iran, which is, you know, it was Persia until all, not that long ago, and, and Persia does as Persia does. Persia going to do what Persia going to do as has always been. When they say, yeah, basically we're ready to ramp up World War Three, things are not settling down in the Middle East, and there are places in the world like Iran slash Persia that are saying, United States, you're not getting out scot-free. We see what you're doing over here supporting Israel and we're coming for you. Look, things are heating up. You might really want to believe things are going to settle down and it's all going to somehow be okay and go back to normal. I There's a t-shirt I've seen that says normal isn't coming back. Jesus is. Guys, that's true. That's true. I may offend some of you by saying this. You may be like, you're way too out there. I'm not enough out there. I haven't spoken about this as boldly as the Lord has been calling me to because I don't like stepping on people's toes, if I'm completely honest. And I don't want to always feel like, uh, you know, a negative Nancy, just here's more bad news. Because I don't believe it's bad news if you are in the kingdom of God. And I do believe if you know the time and season in which we're living, you're going to care a lot more about the people around you who don't know Jesus than if you're like, yeah, you know, take it or leave it. I ain't really got to worry about it. We got a long, long road to hoe ahead of us. Like, no problem. I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to just gonna take care of me and mine. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what Jesus said, isn't it? When he said in life, it's just going to go on as normal. People are just going to be doing their thing, living their life. And as it was in the day of Noah, life just ticking along, ticking along until suddenly, kablammy. Here it is. Don't be taken by surprise. Keep oil in your lamp. Now is the time to keep oil in your lamp. And if I'm wrong, fine. I can be wrong all day long. And there are some of y'all that will let me know if I'm wrong. Like you won't be able to wait to let me know. Say, See, I told you so. You shouldn't have been doing that. How many of you, though, are going to say, thank you for reminding me that like it or not, I am closer to meeting Jesus now than I was yesterday than I was last week, last month, last year, than I was two seconds ago. I'm just here reminding you of what the Word of God says. Doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what I have to say. It matters what the Word of God says. And that is why I'm going to read directly from the Word of God and then pray based solely on the Word of God, which does call us, for what it's worth, I'm just going to say this, the Word of God calls us to pay attention to the times and the seasons. Jesus said We are to do that. When we don't do that, are we sinning? Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. Man, I'm telling you, I'm, uh, I think I'm, I've been avoiding maybe like stepping up a little bit in what I'm to share. I've been avoiding it a little bit. I've been dodging it. I've been trying to, to sprinkle it, but not totally like go all in with the Lord. And for that, I have to repent. I have to do what the Lord has called me to do. I have not really been doing it because it's just, it feels hard. It feels heavy. And I just don't want to feel like I have to fight with people, Christian people who are in the body of Christ about something that we shouldn't have to fight about. We should all be able to agree Yeah, the Bible says this, and yeah, that's what's happening. What do you know? The Old Testament said this, and it's coming to pass. What do you know? Jesus said this, and it's exactly happening. What do you know? 
Let's try to get more people into the kingdom. Let's care more about God's will being done here on earth, just as it is in heaven, than we care about taking care of our own. More than me, myself, and I. More than me and mine, and I'm going to get mine. More than thinking, I want there to be 50 more years so I can live the life I want to live. Let's think about glorifying Jesus. We should all be able to get on the same page. Sadly, we're not. And it breaks my heart because I feel like there's a sifting and a shaking going on in the church. Jesus' church, he's sifting. He wants us to know his word so well that we have a firm foundation to stand on when these dark days come. And they are coming. The Bible says that's how it will be. There's a period there. There's no comma. There's no question mark. And we don't get to rewrite the word of God no matter how much we want to. So having said all that, with some passion and fervency, that's a little bit abnormal for me on this podcast or on my other podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show. Having said that, I'm now going to read Psalm 2, and then I'm going to pray over us. I want you to be encouraged. I don't want you to be down. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I want you to be equipped and prepared. Seriously, like your life is built on the firm, rock-solid foundation That is Jesus Christ and the word of God. And he is the word. In the beginning, there was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. That is from John chapter one. That's who Jesus, our Messiah is. So you can take this to the bank. You can build safely on this. And as I said before, it doesn't matter what I say. Jan's opinion matters none. I'm just going to read the Bible. Let you listen to me, read the Bible and then pray based on the Bible. Psalm 2 from the New Living Translation. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then, in anger, he rebukes them terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on my holy mountain. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son or he will become angry and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities for his anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for all who take refuge in him. This is a psalm that is very fitting for the point in time in which we are living right now. And for you, if you will take refuge in him, this joy, this what joy for all who take refuge in him, that kind of joy that's described as what joy, that's going to be yours. Isn't that a beautiful promise? And can't you read this uh, passage, Psalm 2, read it in whatever version you do your daily Bible reading in and be just moved and blessed and encouraged by the fact that God is on his throne. And it is a fair question to say, why are the nations so angry? Because the one who rules in heaven laughs. He's not getting played. Not now, not ever. He's in control. 
His son is the one to whom he has given the nations. He will break with an iron rod and smash like a clay pot those that rise up against him. We're in a good place. The seasons in which we live. We are dwelling on the earth at this point in history because you appointed us to live here in the place where we live at this time. It's not by accident and not by mistake. So Lord, help us to live well and to pay attention, to know what your word says, and to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in every moment of every day, because the signs are all around us and the times demand it. Lord, we will not be doing your will, caring about the things that you care about if we're just living only focused on ourselves. If all we want, Lord, is for as Hezekiah wanted, will things be good in my lifetime? Okay, great, then that's fine. Let let the let the curses and the punishment and the discipline from the Lord come after me. As long as it's all good in my day, that sounds great. That's awesome. Lord, may we not be like that. That's selfish and it doesn't honor you. It doesn't consider others as better than ourselves. Help us be willing to sacrifice for your kingdom, for your glory, for your honor, and for people, for people that you died to save. Help us to be part of your great kingdom work here in our day. Teach us to number our days aright so we can bless people, so we can point them to you, so we can represent you well as your ambassadors here on earth, advancing your kingdom and and doing the work that we need to do for your well done. May we do it for your well done. Lord, would you please hear my prayer today? that your will would be done right now on earth, just as it is in heaven, without delay and without argument and without fighting or resistance from your people. May we be people who are quick to respond and quick to do what your word tells us to do. Lord, may we serve you with reverent fear in holy awe, rejoicing, but rejoicing with trembling because we know who our God is, submitting to you fully, and living with great joy because we are those who take refuge in you. Prepare us for what lies ahead. Even, Lord, if there's persecution that's coming, and it most certainly is going to come, prepare us for persecution. Persecution spreads your gospel. It draws people to you. People come into the kingdom and accept you as Lord and Savior and receive the gift of eternal life wherever and whenever there's persecution of your church. So prepare us for that. In you, we have everything. Without you, we have nothing. Open doors of opportunity for life-changing and meaningful ministry for each one of us strengthen your church. And it is your church. As a season of quiet, chaotic, Lord, if there is a season of great sifting that is coming into our world that will impact the church that bears your name, I ask that you would ready us and steady us, keeping our feet on solid ground. Save all who will come to you. Reveal yourself to millions upon millions. May there be a great revival that breaks out and continues. And Lord, we praise you and thank you for the revival that we are seeing continuing across this land, in particular, all across college campuses. Lord, we are seeing baptisms. We are seeing 
on Christian college campuses and secular campuses, state universities. We're seeing revival breaking out, hundreds of people being baptized. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. We're seeing people rejoicing in the streets of the cities of the nation that I live in, in the United States, and they are praising you, and they are praying for people, and people are giving their lives to you, and Jesus, for that we praise you. Do it again, Lord, and do it again. Every single day, do it and do it and do it in greater and greater measure. And if you want us to be part of this, so be it. We submit and we yield and we'd be blessed and honored to be part of your great work in this hurting world. So save all who will come to you to the tune of millions and millions, even billions if possible. Salvation belongs to our Lord. Hear my prayer today and Holy Spirit move powerfully in your people and in your church. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. And if this has encouraged you or possibly challenged you, uh, feel free to share this episode with friends on your social media. Uh, Text the link to somebody that might be encouraged by it. Maybe someone you know is feeling some kind of way about the way that things are in the world. And they know there's like more coming, but it's hard to be a person saying, I think it's going to get worse when a lot of people are like, no, 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 we don't want to hear that. Just going to get better. It's going to get awesomer and awesomer. Share it with them if it might encourage them. And thank you for hanging with me as I begin to, in obedience to the Lord, make a bit of a shift in in my ministry to get more real and more raw and plead more fervently with the people of God to do what he's calling us to do, which starts with knowing what season we're living in. If anybody tells you you don't need to pay attention to the season that you're living in, they are not telling you the gospel truth because Jesus said you were to know the season and you're also to know what kind of people are bearing fruit in the kingdom. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. And I want to also say this, if you feel like it's being judgy, judgy of somebody by knowing them by their fruit, it's actually not. Uh, My brother once preached a sermon. I have two brothers who are pastors. One of them preached a sermon once where he he said that when people will uh, say like, I feel like you're just really judging me. He'll say, no, I'm telling you what God's word says. I'm not judging you because I can't judge you. Not really. I cannot do what a judge in a courtroom can do. What can a judge do? He can enact a sentence. He can impose a sentence on you. He can render judgment that has like consequences. You're going to prison. You're paying a large fine. Jesus is the righteous judge and he can judge in that way. I'm not able to do that. So often we get so stuck on like, well, I think I'm being too judgy and we fail to realize Jesus, the same one who said, judge not lest ye be judged. Okay, so let's get rid of the double standards. You better be looking at the beam in your own eye before you're trying to pull out somebody else's splinter. Let's be serious about it. Let's be mindful. We'd better be letting the word of God read us and letting the Holy Spirit lead us. We better be people of repentance. This is critical and key. And and quite frankly, the fact that we stumble over this shows that, you know, as Hebrews says, why you still got to be drinking the milk? You need to be eating the solid meat of the word of God. It's time to mature. Why are we still teaching you when you yourselves ought to be teachers? So this isn't just me pulling stuff out of thin air. This is the New Testament truth, the way the church is supposed to live and act and operate every single day. So Listen, if you feel like you're too judgy when you recognize the fact that Jesus was right when he said, 
you'll know them by their fruits. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. It's really that simple. And Jesus said it. You don't have the ability to sentence someone to eternity in hell. You cannot render that kind of a judgment. And if making note of bad fruit, that means they are a bad tree, will help you to say, I think really what you need most is Jesus. If that feels judgy to you, then we have misunderstood what judgment really is. Judgment comes from the Lord. Judgment also begins with the house of the Lord. And I believe that judgment, it's just about here. It's just about here. It's on our doorstep to the westernized church in America. We're about to have a wake-up call, the likes of which we have never seen before. What we do with it is up to us. So get a good solid foundation underneath of your feet right now, because when the shaking hits us hard and leads to sifting, don't be surprised Don't be surprised when it comes. This is the era that we're living in. Know the times and seasons. Trust God enough to work through it in mighty, powerful, miraculous ways and to grow his church because persecution grows the church. It always does. It always will. But also recognize that we have got to stop acting like we don't ever need to make note of somebody's fruit. That's not wise. That's not biblical. We need to stop it. Keep short accounts with the Lord. Get in his word daily. Spend time in prayer. What the Holy Spirit leads you to do, do it quickly and do it obediently. Trust him with all the results and the outcomes and expect him to lead and guide you step by step in the coming days. There are going to be dark days ahead. And I'm sorry for some of you that this is news to you. And I'm sorry for those of you who are going to come at me, bro. Come at me and let me have it. Um... I'm not in fighting mode. I'm just in this is the word of God. It's time for us to believe it mode. Lord bless you. Sorry for the heavy message, but not really sorry because we have a good eternity ahead of us. Let's care enough about the people who don't know Jesus, who don't have at this moment, they don't have a good eternity ahead of them. Let's care enough about them and let's honor the Lord enough with our lives that we work to bring people into the kingdom. Whatever that work, those good works that the Lord planned for you before he laid the foundations of the earth, you be about doing those. For some of us, it's prayer. You need to be a prayer warrior fighting on your knees for people to come to know Jesus. Others of us, it's a more... Um, out there platform like this podcast. Do what he's calling you to do. Trust him with the results. And thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me back here next time. Share this. Um, maybe leave a review um, That because that actually bumps up the stats so that more people see it when they're looking through searching for a new podcast. And uh, that honestly is, uh, that's a good way for or- organic growth for people to hear what the word of God says. Some people might hear it for the first time and be moved to make a decision for Jesus. Isn't that a beautiful thing to think about? All right, I'm going to let you go and I'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye. so much for joining me today on the prayer podcast. It's a blessing to read what the Bible says about prayer and then to be able to pray with you. Remember to always pray and never give up. See you back here next time.